Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Just Brian Haydad here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining me at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, my great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there uh, taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird. If Brupolo were here in Atlanta, where I am at SEC Media Days, well, where if, I, if you are in Atlanta and you want some Strange Brew Coffee, the easiest way to do it is just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and uh, order something for shipping there. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, they've got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffee. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Guys, it is, I mean, I'm at SEC Media Days, man. It is, it is college football season. We are here. We are, we are getting there. It's time to... Uh, it's time to start, you know, thinking about those kind of things. Well, guys, the only way to do that is to get some new gear. You don't want to look, you don't want to look like a sap. You don't want to be that guy who's just wearing the same thing over and over again. Head over to College Corner, two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starkville's best Mexican restaurant. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. When you're looking for something different, something delicious, you're going to go to Humble Taco, taking your southern favorites and turning them into Mexican classics. That's why it's called Mexican Fair with Mississippi Roots. You like Nashville hot chicken? Well, what about a Nashville hot fried catfish taco? Have I, have I piqued your interest? I bet I have. So, next time you are in the Starkville area, make sure a trip to Humble Taco is on the docket. Firehouse subs. I might do firehouse subs for lunch here in Atlanta. I think there's one right downtown. I think, I'm gonna, I, think I may do that. Uh, and, of course, if I do that, I'm going to download the free fire. I already have downloaded it. What am I saying? But I'm going to use my Firehouse Subs app, place my order. It'll be ready within minutes, and boom, I'm piling up reward points. You're going to get free sandwiches, guys. You know, I, I see the price of gas is coming down a little bit, but that doesn't mean we can still afford to be, you know, have a problem with our, with our, uh, with our money. We've we got to be careful. So head up, the, head up Firehouse Subs. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. All right, like I said, live here at SEC Media Day, so Robbie won't be joining me uh, for the next couple of days. If that's a problem for you, I'm very sorry. I know everybody loves Robbie. And if, that, if it's a bonus for you, well, even great, even better. Um, we'll talk a little recruiting a little later in the show. MSU is scheduled later today. Scheduled, you know how that goes, those fluid situations in recruiting. But a, a big-time prospect supposedly going to commit to Mississippi State uh, a little later this this on this uh, Monday evening. But we will start with uh, with baseball uh, and Mississippi State. So far, it's it's uh, it's been good news for Mississippi State on the baseball front as in terms of the Major League Baseball draft. Now, day two of that draft is here, and we'll be starting up, I guess, pretty soon uh, today. And that's going to be a day to watch. But yesterday, it went basically according to plan. You saw Jet Williams go 14th to the New York Mets. I don't think any Mississippi State fans have been uh, planning for him to be in Starkville. Uh, at any point since he, he made his uh, commitment to the Bulldogs 
uh, about a year ago. Uh, it, it's just obvious that he was such a, a highly thought-of prospect. He was going to go big. Going to the New York Mets, which just continues to have that Mississippi State flavor all the way from Buck Walter through the, through the minor league ranks and now into the draft, and even in the beat writer world where Will Salmon is covering the Mets now. Um, so that happens. Good for him. Congrats to, to Jet Williams. Won't see him in Starkville. Uh, and then for actual uh, Bulldogs, Landon Sims goes with the 34th pick of the first round, one of the uh, competitive balance picks to the Arizona Diamondbacks. That, uh, you can't say enough good things about Landon Sims, right? We all, we all were rooting for him there. Uh, when, we, when he got injured, that was a huge blow to Mississippi State. I think not only from a, a talent standpoint, but from a, phys- uh, I, I'm sorry, from a mental standpoint as well. You, when you lose your ace – that's tough. That's tough. Tough pill to swallow. Uh, and and Sims was, you know, even though his record was zero and two, if you watched him pitch, you knew he was having a great season and was going to continue to do that. So uh, he's a guy that I feel pretty confident in saying will not be in the minors for very long. A guy who has such command over his fastball and has that nasty slider that he he could you know be a guy who gives you an inning in the majors pretty quickly. Um, so we'll see how uh, that pans out. But I, I would be surprised if you see Landon Sims have a three-, four-year odyssey through the uh, the minor leagues. I think that he will be a guy that uh, that is playing Major League Baseball sooner uh, rather than, than later. And then with the 55th pick of the, uh, the draft, Logan Tanner goes to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Tanner's a guy, you know, preseason was well, there's a lot of buzz that he could be a, a high first round pick because he's such a great defensive weapon and, and you know just needed to see him be a little more consistent at the plate didn't really have that consistency this year you know and then that's part of the reason Mississippi State struggled I think they were they were counting on Logan Tanner to take a much bigger jump uh, and, he, and he really didn't but the talent is certainly there and from of a defensive standpoint behind the plate nobody better in the country uh, than Logan Tanner so those are the guys that have made the uh, the move to the next level, and we like so we offer our congratulations uh, to them today. Uh, you've got some names to watch out for for sure. Um, well, starting with uh, Bradley Lofton, I would say Gerangelo Sinjay is is a guy that needs to be watched today. Um, Kelly Holcomb is a guy that needs to be watched today, and then. I don't think Dakota Jordan is the guy to watch today. I feel like he's he's probably going to be on campus next year. But, you know, a team could like him and, and want to take him there. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Lofton is the guy that you really need to be concerned about, in my opinion. He's a guy that, I mean, of the, the high school prospects that were left. And, of course, I'm telling you all this. And when you listen to this podcast, it will already have come to pass. So, you know, I'm just I'm sort of, you know, talking out loud here. But you see what I'm getting at, that, that you know, Mississippi State could have a very good day, depending on how the draft goes, or it could be a day where they lose a couple of uh, big prospects. Um, I think I feel pretty good about everybody but Lofton. Lofton's a guy that if teams like him, they're going to move money around to be able to offer him. A, and, and, and all indications are that he has a big number. So we'll see how that pans out for Mississippi State, that if, if he's able to, if they were able to get him on campus, they would really like to. They would really like to. Uh, to have that happen. And we'll see. You know, and then we, you know, I don't know about, you know, rounds three, two, or rounds, yeah, three, two through ten today. Could, act, you know, miss actual players, I don't, I don't see any going at this point. I think tomorrow will be the day, when I say tomorrow, I mean Tuesday, um, when you see Cam James come off the board, 
Uh, you might see some other guys who would be back, I think, in that situation. Fristo, and I know you guys are shaking your heads right this second, but Fristo has good stuff. You know, you know, he can throw 95, 96. That's just something you really can't teach. Uh, Casey Hunt, kind of the same thing there. Um, Luke Hancock could be drafted in the later rounds, although right now I expect Luke, Rank- Luke Hancock to return uh, to Mississippi State for, for a final year. So we'll, we'll, we'll get the, uh, the final uh, look almost at this, uh, this baseball roster, and then you know, in the coming days we'll see what happens with, uh, with Paul Skeens, who is uh, you know, done at uh, USA Baseball. They're, 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 uh, the tournament is over, and now he's, he should be, if he hasn't already, uh, getting ready to, to do a um, official visit with the University of Arkansas and uh, make his decision shortly after that. So we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. So for Mississippi State, like I said, day one of the draft went about as good as it possibly could have. No bad surprises of any kind. Uh, now you want to see that continue uh, here on day two. Uh, I'll update that again on uh, on well, I guess on our Tuesday show for for Wednesday. And we'll see where everything uh, ends up for the Bulldogs. But, you know, Chris Lamonis right now, this is, you know, and this is the thing. This is how it is with high, with elite baseball programs. You recruit guys who get drafted. And when they get drafted, they, they go. Uh, you know, I'm sure I am quite positive that uh, Chris, Chris Lamonis would have liked nothing more than to plug Jet Williams into the starting lineup plan next year. But it was never going to happen. But that doesn't mean you don't recruit the guy. Just on the off chance – just on the off chance that he just decides, you know what, I really do want to go to college. And you do get those guys every now and then. Maybe not at the 14th pick. That's a little high. But some of those late first-rounders, you know, a guy like JT Ginn, you might occasionally get a guy who's like, you know what, let's, let's do this and let's go, let's go to college. I feel confident in my ability to increase my draft status in two, three years of college. So you recruit those guys. And if it works out great, and if it doesn't, you're not really out of anything. You're not really out of anything. So. I think this is what the this is. I know State's got four first rounders off the roster in the last four seasons, but I want to say they have signees doing the same thing. I know last year, obviously, they had Austin Hendrick. Uh, I'm trying to remember the year before. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. But regardless of that, they've had these guys. Oh, they had Maddox Bruns last year. Was that, was, was Hendrick two years ago? I guess he was. So anyway, we'll see where it goes for uh, for Mississippi State on day two of the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, but let's, not, let's, let's, let's skip the break right this second. We'll come back to it in just a minute. But as you know, like I said earlier, I am here live at SEC uh, Media Days. Um, and so that's today as you're listening, Tuesday as you're listening, that's Mississippi State's day. So uh, we are scheduled to talk with Coach Mike Leach uh, on tomorrow's or today's or Tuesday's Sports Talk Mississippi, along with the players, uh, Austin Williams, Nathaniel Watson, Jaden Crumney are all supposed to stop by our table here on Radio Row and uh, talk with the three of us, so that should be very interesting. Richard has been been talking about storylines, you know, and storylines are something that uh, gets brought up a lot at these, these events, but the storyline, every school, he says, outside of maybe Vanderbilt, has a compelling storyline. Maybe not Missouri, but... So what is Mississippi State's storyline? That, that's 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 my question, and and I don't because I, I don't know that, you know, they they should be better this year, is really a storyline. I don't know that you know just saying that hey this team should be you know improved over like I mean, you feel like you know for the most part that's just a given when you return starters and things things of that nature. 
So what is the storyline for this Mississippi State football team? Is it Will Rogers and his you know, quest for 5,000 yards passing? Which is, you know, I've, incredible to say when you when you say it out loud, and you, even not even being a Mississippi State person, right? And then the lack of passing yards this school has seen through the years. But basically, any any school when you say, yeah, I expect the quarterback to throw for five thousand yards. I mean, that's that's a big number, but it's not a huge jump for Will Rogers. It's only a jump of about two hundred and seventy yards on the season. Well, in thirteen games, we're talking about twenty more yards a game, guys. We're talking about. One, maybe two completions. And that's a very realistic so, – so is that the storyline then? Because I feel like that's a realistic goal for, for Will Rogers. I don't know. Uh, is it, you know, does State continue to, to evolve its offense a little bit and be a little bit more balanced? We saw times last year where the running game for Mississippi State was more prevalent. Uh, and, and it was more prevalent when Mississippi State was playing good football and being successful, Kentucky. Uh, Auburn, they ran the ball effectively in those games. Can it happen again? You bring back Jaquavius Marks and, and, and Dylan Johnson to the top. That's a great running back combination. I have no doubt in my mind that in a regular offense where they were carrying the ball 20-plus times a game, those guys would be 1,000-yard rushers. Uh, they would be uh, they would be big-time players. So is that is that it? You know, I don't know if defensively there's really a storyline uh, for Mississippi State. I don't know that – when I look at this team defensively, am I going to? What do I see that that, that that stands out to me that makes me think, okay, people are going to be talking about this? I think it's going to be a very good defense. I think it's definitely top half of the SEC. Can be a top thirty or forty defense uh, nationally, which is plenty good. But it is a defense that sort of lacks superstars. I mean, Forbes is probably the top guy there, but I mean, when looking around at the the, the cornerback talent in this conference. As much as I like Emmanuel Forbes, I don't suspect him he's going to be uh, uh, voted first-team All-SEC when we get our ballots in in a couple of days. So I, I don't know how that's going to work for him. I, I just I don't know what the storyline is for Mississippi State in year, in year three of Mike Leach. And maybe, maybe that's just what it is. It's just that it's year three of Mike Leach. You know, his, his career pattern is one of constant improvement. He's got a team that returns a ton of production. And so is Leach the storyline? It's like either he's going to improve and they're going to have a good year and everybody's going to be happy about Mike Leach moving forward, or it's going to be he doesn't improve and he loses a third straight egg bowl and all of a sudden it turns into what are we doing here? So so that being said, you know, we'll see what Leach and company want to talk about with us uh, when we get him down here uh, uh, this afternoon. Uh, should be uh, Leach is scheduled to wrap up at the four o'clock hour. Uh, that's Eastern time, so that means that he's wrapping up just basically right after we've come on the air, and then he's supposed to come up here and, and meet with us. The players should be sort of a similar situation. We might pre-record some interviews with them, um, and we'll have all of that obviously for you on Sports Talk Mississippi and on all our Sports Talk Mississippi social channels, especially our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked that out, if you're looking for a lot of extra content. That's a great place to, uh, to go find it is at Sports Talk Mississippi's uh, YouTube channel or Super Talk Mississippi's YouTube channel. Just subscribe, and you get notifications every time we put up a video. Every time my friend Michael Borky, who's over here working very diligently as we speak, he's not even paying attention. He's not looking at me. He's, he's locked in. He's Look at him. He's just very focused. He's very focused. Very, there he is. Now he's looking at me. No, nothing. I was just talking about how, how hard you work for our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's working very hard. So. All right, let's move on into the uh, second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. 
So, uh, speaking of Michael Borky, he and I and Richard Cross, and I, I'm hoping our friend Houston McDavid, who, by the way, whatever you do for a living, you're not as good at it as Houston McDavid is at his job. He is the, the most important. This show, he could sit out and probably do the show. He could sit out and do our job. But if we had to do his job, you might as well just tell us we've got to, like, you know, you know, conjure up a fireball or something. I can't do it. The guy is incredible. Thanks so much for all your help. He's the only reason we're doing a podcast today, too, is he was able to set me up over here and get me going. Um, that said, I don't know what that has to do to tie into beef, but, but we're going to eat steak tomorrow night. So hopefully Houston will come with us. I want him to stay one more day and get a big steak with us. And, uh, yeah, you should get a big steak every day as well. You know, when you go out, when you go out to a restaurant, you know, you look at the menu and you're like, oh, they got chicken and they got pie. You know you want a steak, just order it. And, of course, when you're cooking out, same thing. You know, you can put some chicken on the grill. You can put a pork chop on the grill. But it's just nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. So head to your local uh, meat market. Head to your local butcher and get some beef for this weekend to cook out. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Or you could go another route if you just want some, some great food. You can always just go to Two Brothers. Uh, and that's just, you know, I had somebody telling me the other day, there was like, uh, I had people come into town and two brothers was where I sent them. Congratulations. You, you made somebody very, very happy. There's Richard Cross joining us now. Look at him. He's, he's, he's so smooth. Look at him. I just, I, I, I wish I, I wish I was as smooth as Richard Cross. Smooth is what the word I'm using to describe you. Richard's been to two brothers. He liked two brothers. It was good. So great. Even, even Ole Miss people. Like Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I mean, I can't give it a better seal of approval than that. It, 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 it transcends all boundaries. That's how good the food is there. So next time you're in Starville, make sure Two Brothers Smoked Meats is on your uh, to-do list for sure. Uh, great products, great service. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver on that in spades. And you know that they do. You know that they take care of their customers because they've been open for 47 years. Nobody's in business that long. Nobody on earth without taking care of their customers. So when you need technology, products when you need copiers printers computers you call advantage business systems they set it up and when you have a problem you call advantage business systems and you're talking to somebody here in the state of mississippi that can come out and serve you that very same day in many cases 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com find out how advantage business systems will help your business do business all right not not the song yet not the song that 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 will hopefully be on tomorrow's show but Mississippi State is expected to pick up a commitment uh, a little later uh, this evening as we're recording from offensive lineman Joe Crocker. We've been making Joe Crocker jokes for the past uh, couple of weeks, a little help from our friends. I don't want to really, really sing Joe, Cro- Joe Cocker here on, you know, on Radio Row. I think people would look at me if I started breaking out a little love lift us up where we belong. But this is a big get for Mississippi State for, for a number of reasons. First off, the ranking on him is good. I mean, they're talking about a high three-star. He's a kid who, you know, it just looks like he will probably be a four-star kid by the end of the season. Uh, then you, you look at the offer sheet for this kid, and not only does he have really good offers, but he has offers from programs that when they offer offensive linemen, it, it, it catches my attention. Wisconsin, Michigan State, Arkansas. I mean, Sam Pittman's a – former uh, offensive line coach. I mean, those are schools that when, you know, and then you'll throw on top of that Florida State, Georgia, Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Ole Miss, 
Tennessee. I mean, this kid's got a ton of offers. This is a good get. He and Malik Ellis, is, that's as good a start to the offensive line recruiting as Mississippi State has had in, in recent years. So really good for Mississippi State, really good get, assuming that that still goes. And I know that looking at the 24-7 and talking to my friends Steve Robertson and Paul Jones over there, they, they feel very confident that everything's – Everything's in the bag for Mississippi State here, and, and then he will make that commitment to the Bulldogs uh, a little later this evening. Uh, and then, you know, basically things turn to uh, to Chris Parson at that point from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, top dog camp coming up. That is going to be next Saturday. Uh, that'll be the event that he is uh, it's, uh, scheduled at this time to be there. And once he does, you, you would hope that he goes in and makes the commitment. You want to get your quarterback in. He, that's the guy that, that everybody rallies around and, and they recruit around. So they need to get that guy into the boat. We'll see if they can do that uh, a little later this week. Okay. I'm sorry, next week. But that's going to be something that State is going to be watching out for. And, and you know, I think at that point you're going to see the Bulldogs maybe start picking up some, some recruiting momentum. Um, you know, I think when looking at the class right now, how many how many commitments? If you add Crocker uh, to the class, you states will have nine commitments. I think by the time you get to the season in that last month, you could be up around twelve or so commits. I think you're going to see some guys coming in here and there. Um, if they don't, that'll be very interesting because, you know, as we've said many times, Mississippi State has always been a summer recruiting team. They don't really add a lot of commits during the season, but that would turn into a situation where you need to add 13 to, to 15 commitments, uh, you know, throughout the season. That's not the Mississippi State modus operandi. That's not what they've done in years past. So we'll see if that pans out uh, for Mississippi State. It's going to need to. They've they got to fill up their class somehow. Um, Looking in the state of Mississippi, you know, I expect those state to get a few of those guys here and there. Uh, you know, I think Tobias Hinton ends up at Mississippi State whenever they push for him. I think Caleb Bryan is a guy, even though he's committed to Utah at this time, that if Mississippi State makes a good push for him, they can get him in the boat. Uh, Zay Alexander, the big lineman out of T- Tupelo, expect him to be at Mississippi State um, down the road. And then looking at some of these other guys down the road, Amarian Blakes is a guy I know that our friend Steve Robertson very high on him, but I think he's sort of a you have to wait and see. And then the other guy I'm interested here in the state, I, I, I don't know if he if he's a he's a guy Mississippi State would take, but Deron Parrish out of Biloxi committed to Vanderbilt, but he could be a guy that if State misses on a wide receiver target down the road, that they, they could end up coming back to him. So we'll see what happens. You know, in the state this season, it's not the best year in state. You got some quality guys, especially at the top. Uh, Perkins, Aiden Williams, Suntorain Perkins, Aiden Williams, Isaac Smith, those guys are big-time prospects, could play anywhere. Dante Dowdell is a great, great uh, uh, running back. And, and, and honestly, if Dan Mullen or Joe Moria were still the head of the coach, he would be at Mississippi State right now. So just not the way that that's going to work, though. But, yeah, all in all for Mississippi State, a pretty good uh, set up for recruiting. We'll see how these next few weeks go. Could really tell the tale of what this class is going to look like. I'm excited for Chris Parson if he ends up being a Mississippi State player because I am fascinated to see what Mike Leach can do with a dual-threat quarterback. No, we have to wait a while to get there, but it's got my attention for sure. All right, short podcast today, guys. I, I got a lot of work to do here at, at Media Days. Plus, there's just not a lot to report on. With tomorrow's show, we might have a lot more to report on. We'll see how the draft pans out. We'll see if Crocker commits. Uh, we'll, t- we'll see, obviously – We'll talk about what uh, Leach and company have had to say uh, here at SEC Media Days. Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah. 
and I'll be back with you on uh, on Wednesday, hopefully. All right, guys, for uh, my friend Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to the Talk Mississippi Media Production.